Oh, sir, I don't like it. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, you know what I love about you, Ian, is you're uh, a delight of a human being and are still capable of being so mean, which is my wheelhouse. That hits me <laughs> on all, <laughs> anything that reminds me of the type of person I am. I'll do anything for you. I'm a real sweet cunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, we I were raised, like, like, people talk about roasting and comedy. That was just how my family communicates. Like, I've never receive yeah. just a compliment you know what i mean like mm-hmm. a critique you know with some good advice in it maybe but like just a straight up like nice no never yeah never, no never. <laughs> for nice for being the sake of nice that meant you were weak so i definitely wasn't allowed to do that you know what i mean i'm over here fighting for my life i remember uh, i got uh, arrested i had gotten arrested for like driving with a suspended license or something like that and, and ended up like spending the night in jail blah 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 And when I went, this was at the time I was working for my uncle's plumbing contracting company. And when I went back to work on my desk, there were little post-its all over it that were just like, what kind of bird can't fly jailbird? Like all of these hacky fucking you went to jail jokes were just plastered all over my desk uh, by my uncle. So yeah, it's (laughs) it's like, if we're a dick, we care, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I used to be nicer before I started doing comedy. I was just the sweetest guy. Oh, but see, like, you, I think you still think you are sweet, though. You just, uh, yeah, you just are capable. I, mean, I don't know. Just too many hacks. I've met too many hacks, and now. <laughs> no, I try. I try to be nice. I try. I look at it like this. It's like if you're funny and not crazy, I got a lot of time for you. You know what I mean, in general. But if you're like not funny and or crazy, then it, then I'm gonna a seem mean. see you say that but i am funny and mean and i think i get away with it i think i'm funny enough that or funny and crazy so i think the funny outweighs the crazy or i hide it well enough where it's to the point where it's manageable but that's where we start that's where i start when i meet new comics are you funny and are you crazy and then like what kind of crazy because like yeah 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 (laughs) everyone's got something you're either you're either depressed crazy you know you've got all that going on or you're like you know some people just have no social skills they weren't raised they weren't (laughs) raised the right you know yeah they're gonna have to learn those along the way so some people like i meet them and then like five years later they're great you know what i mean but yeah they figure it out get the hell away from me yeah <laughs> yeah i'll never forget that i got into an argument with somebody and i was just like man like i was like i've met your mother she raised you better than this and they were like offended and i was like oh no this isn't an insult to your mother it's an insult that you are acting this way and it's insulting to the work that your mother's done like, <laughs> it's like don't pretend you didn't come from a good family greg okay? yeah exactly yeah i've seen your home uh chill out you're fine there's no reason for you to have this kind of rage for nobody let it out go punch a punching bag <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> um well let's get into it let's uh let's start talking about some shit you don't like tell me Ian. okay you seem um, such a delightful person like there may not but you also seem like the kind of delightful person that there would be a, like a lot of things that aggravate you and then you might just let it out passive aggressively <laughs> um i don't know i i think of myself as pretty straightforward but I'm also gay and I resent the term straightforward. So who knows? I get it. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, my number one, the first thing I thought of was on this is we're like, we're going to get real into the, like, uh, uh, Tom Hanks. I fucking hate Tom Hanks. Like, hate him. Do you, hate, do you just hate Tom Hanks or do you hate the Tom Hanks worship? Is it more the worship? I hate, the man? I hate, I don't think he's that great of an actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's been playing the same part. Like he's just, everything I see him in, he's just, I'm Tom Hanks, you know, <laughs> dumb tom hanks face you know what i mean like yeah. and uh and and people like just you know without any question think that he's like the greatest actor do you know what i mean and i'm like based on what do you know what i mean like you know yeah sure because he because he because he, he felt like was a, yeah, <laughs> was like this big huge movie or whatever yeah. like they could have put anybody in that 
in my mind. <laughs> anybody. Steve Gutenberg, fucking Tim Allen. You know what yeah. I mean? Like anybody would. Anybody can yell at a volleyball. That's right. <laughs> and then he got COVID and I was like, oh, here we go. And then then he like donated his antibodies. I'm like, who? I can't even give blood. Fuck you, Tom Hanks. You know what, I mean? like, what a day. Um, my favorite Tom Hanks movie, though, is Philadelphia because uh, he dies. Is it because he gets AIDS and you like hope hope he dies? He dies, <laughs> he dies at the end. So the only like, time oh, where I was like, I was so conflicted. Yeah, I was so conflicted when I saw the movie. That I was like crying, but at the same time, I was like, yes, you know. <laughs> like there's that uh, t- uh, Tom Cruise. I feel the same way about like Tom Cruise. There's that, but there's a, there's this one movie. I forget what it's called. Like it's called like Oblivion, maybe or something. It's like a it's a sci-fi movie where he dies over and over and over again. And there was nothing more gratifying than because like each death is like more gruesome than the last. And he yeah. he knows he's gonna die, and so he's all upset, and nobody cares <laughs> because it's, fuck Tom Cruise. And so, like, that movie, when I saw it, I was just like, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> My husband was like, stop screaming that. We're in the theater. Because <laughs> he died, like, a hundred times. Again. Die again. Die yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if Tom Hanks could be in one of those kind of movies, I would be like, what? This is the best. <laughs> What's funny is if that ends up becoming your favorite movies, so it's just, like, through hating Tom Hanks, a Tom Hanks movie becomes your favorite movie. <laughs> right? It's cathartic. Like, when you don't like a character, like a... Like when a character you don't like dies or like, like even to me, like an actor, like, mm-hmm. like I love the movie, the skeleton key. Cause I hate Kate Hudson. You know what right. I mean? And like her character gets it in the end. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't escape unscathed. She doesn't get the love of her lifetime. She doesn't have a platonic best friend. She isn't left better than when she was before. So it's like, finally, you know what I mean? Like she gets what she deserves, which is yeah. trapped in an old black person's body or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I never I don't think I've ever felt that kind of especially not towards like an actor just because to me it's all like a bunch of people playing pretend like I don't take it too seriously um and so it's hard for me to like really I don't think I've ever really like hate watched uh, an actor before it is always like it is I grew up up watching soap operas and that's where that comes from characters that are deliberately on there for every day for 10 years and their only purpose is to be the villain and so oh, they're like, like a heel in the WWE. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah. And so like, I, I it, like the way I look at all actors is sort of like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm trying to think of like, like, uh, I can't watch Superstore because America Ferreira, like she's ugly Betty to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the character she plays in Superstore is sort of like, she, she's more of like a, like neurotic rule follower or whatever. And like, what I would like to see her do next is be the bitch the way everybody was a bitch to her on ugly Betty. Like the character she's playing now is like, it's too close. It's like one step over from ugly Betty. So it's like, I can't, yeah. can't ever get into it. But if she played like the meanest person in the, in whatever it was, mm-hmm. I'd be a hundred percent for it. Cause I'd be like, finally let's see her turn heel. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It is a lot like wrestling, wrestling and wrestling. It's wrestling is soap opera. That's all it really is. I mean, the physicality you take away from it, but all those storylines and the beefs and the histories, that's all soaps. That's all like serialized drama. And, which it's I'm fun. obsessed with, by it's the way. It's fun. Yeah. Cause I watched them for years and they, and so like right now they can't make anymore. So they're showing ones from like the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. And they're so like, they don't age well, but in the most perfect <laughs> way, you know, like. In what way? What way well, is like, it like? Just, just the staging, the music, it all just, like, it all feels like the trope of soap opera, which now they try to make them a little bit more naturalistic. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it's, like, it's missing. Like, the genre sort of, like, forgot what it was, and it's just doing these, like, you know, it's like, you know, like, teen drama or whatever, like, make it more like Real Housewives or whatever. And, but the reason the Real Housewives is the way that it is, is that all, all those women grew up thinking what it meant to be a glamorous woman was, like, one of these characters on Young and the Restless. Yes, like they're mimicking really, the art, yeah, which is now exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like this highly stylized. I don't know. I just I'm. It's just it's a dying genre, and it's not. It's like it's it's sort of trash in the same way that wrestling is. But it, that's why I can't quit it. Like I always, I'll go months without watching, and because I have nothing to do now, I've been I'm at, like I watch the ones that they air, like the old ones. But I've gone back through and watched like a year of like as the world turns on YouTube <laughs> like where the, the sheriff of the town gets 
she contracts HIV and tries to hide it from everybody. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's that was always the thing is like I noticed is I was like, oh, this is like trashy dynasty. That's what's happening is it's all this. I'm better than you, bitch. But it's just like with different words as opposed to mm, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just way more blatant as opposed to way more sophisticated or like the illusion of being sophisticated. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's what made it more interesting though, is because you had to navigate that too, where it's like, you can't just be a blatant bitch. You had to be a blatant bitch in the most ladylike way possible. And like watching somebody emotionally navigate all that stuff was like interesting to watch, but now it's just like, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, It's like back then you had to be like, look, I am a debutante and a Christian, and a psychiatrist, okay? <laughs> and I'm a mother and a, and a wife. Mm-hmm. And, like, you had to be all those things in the show. And then, like, now it's just like, you know, well, my album's about to drop. I got six kids, and I'm about to flip a table with this fucking box. <laughs> Bam! Come at me! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, I don't, because the only thing I ever watched like that was, um, I watched Spanish soap operas. I watched novelas. So it was yeah. like, it was never crossed over. Like I didn't. But like so I, many of those, like, uh, well, Ugly Betty was La Betty La Fea. So there's a few that I've watched over the years. Um, mm. But it's the same, it's the same thing. And like the, the novellas are like, they never stopped doing what the soaps in the States stopped. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. never stopped doing it. No, nope. um, actually I'm writing a, I'm the thing I'm working on. One of the characters is like an old soap star. And that in the in the United States, her character was known as Labella, and she was the like the hero. Yeah, and they dubbed it into Spanish. They renamed her La Bruja, and she's the witch and the, the evil witch. character. Yeah, so like <laughs> depending on where she is, she's treat like sometimes she's treated great, and other times people are like, "Get away from me!" and like, "You're gonna put a spell on me!" and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Well, for in like the ones that I used to watch, it was called Two Women, One, like Do Mujeres Un Camino is like, so it's like Two Women, One Path. And yeah. it was always all of this like back and forth about this guy basically trying to have two relationships, being married to one and having a side <laughs> bitch. And then that coupled with like all of the R&B 90s music that I used to listen to, it was just like, no, but like, so I had such a fucking jaded idea of what relationships were anyways, not to mention like, uh, like whatever. It was just, there was plenty of other things, but those were two huge milestones where I was just like, you never trust anybody in a relationship. You're always supposed to look at each other's phones. Somebody's eventually going to cheat on the other one. Like there was just (laughs) no fucking trust in any of the shit that I consumed watching people be in relationships that or the, the, cause I was like, I'm the, the age where like the real world, I was there when it started. You know what I mean? So like real world, Miami, real world, all this. So it was just always like this ultimate drama of like, it was always so intense. And if it wasn't oh my God, drama- the real world, Miami, what a fucking mess that was. I've been watching the challenges, mm-hmm. you know, the, the real world road rule. What I forget. I, they, yeah. They, yeah. They're on. Uh, so like MTV hits is its own little channel. That's how Theo Vaughn ever got anything. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. You know. And uh, Christina P who's married to Tom Segura. She was on, I think she was on road rules. There's a couple. I didn't even realize that. That's yeah, really yeah. funny. Um, oh, I know it all. <laughs> I've been re- I, I have been rewatching watching them and they do not age. They're the same. They're the, they don't age well at all either. Cause they're, they're, they're so steeped in like nineties and early two thousands bro culture. So yes. like all the guys were like, bro, 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 bro. And like that, as it continues to go on, like, uh, like now, like it's, it's still not great. The mm-hmm. politics and whatever, but like, like even three or four years ago, there were things that were being said and just casual conversations where you're like, God, this is like so, it's <laughs> yeah. so borderline sexual assault, like waiting to yeah. happen. That you, you're like, like oh you're my like, God, oh. that woman is obviously passed out. Please put oh, yeah. her down. Stop Absolutely. it. There's a lot. There's a, to me, there's a lot of that. Um, yeah. But it's like, they don't, they don't, they aired those once and then they never air them again. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's the thing I want to see. I don't want to see like, I can watch all of Charmed anytime I want, right? Yeah. But I don't want to see that. What I want to see is that season three of Gauntlet where Abe got upset and punched somebody. <laughs> like, I, want to see, I want to see the one where, what's her name, wets the bed, where Kaylee wets the bed <laughs> and then won't hook up with her anymore because she peed on his dick. Do you know what I mean? Like that. 
You know, like, <laughs> it's funny. Like that seems like a Westworld kind of situation where, uh, or it might have even been a pro where you could go back and like if say like you won an argument with your loved one or something like that. Like you could go back and replay it and be like, "Fucking see, remember the time I was right, bitch? Oh, that's so good." Right. <laughs> and that's kind of what it is. It's like going back and watching this drama again, and it was like this worked out the way I enjoyed it too. <laughs> like, right. Have you ever seen um, the movie Defending Your Life? With like uh, Meryl Streep and uh, what's the guy's name? Albert Brooks. So when no. you die, you go to this holding area where you then review your life with like a lawyer and a judge and a whatever, and they decide whether you were a good person or, or not. Uh-huh. And you have to go through and pick like your five, the five best things you did or the five worst things you did. And then there's like a prosecution who's also going through your life and picking shit out of the shit. And <laughs> it, it so needs to be remade. Cause it was like, it was a decent movie. The premise is amazing, but um, yeah, it's just about, basically St. Peter, but now you're applying yeah, a courtroom uh, yeah, situation yeah. to it. That's, that's great. Um, and, uh, but I've always thought about like, I, that's when I die and I want my life to flash before my eyes. I want it grouped by montage. I don't want to see like, like, I don't want to see beginning to end. I want to see, like, all the times I killed on stage, all the kinds, yeah. times I did mics to nobody, all mm-hmm. the times I did this, all the times I ate chicken wings. You know I used I mean? to like, have a, a I used to have a bit that was like that where it's I talk about how I don't watch a lot of TV and I feel like I have to defend it because I'm in entertainment. And it was just like, ultimately, when I die, I want a montage of cool shit that I did, not a montage of shows that I watched. So yeah. <laughs> Just or like, just of so you staring at a screen, like you don't even get to see yeah, the show. yeah. you don't even get to rewatch you. it. You're just watching you watch it, which is incredibly boring. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's interesting too. Like that's a, like, am I going to get to see the shows again? Yeah. <laughs> Are my shows in heaven? <laughs> or do I get to just? Am I just watching recaps of entire shows? You know how they always do the beginning and then the end. So it's like, hey, what happened last episode? Yeah, what happened this on, next episode? Next yeah. yeah. Then you're that. just going to get to watch all of the recaps all in one just everything summed up like those there's like a youtube series that's just like one minute movies i wonder if yeah. you're just watching all the one minute movies like oh your your life <laughs> that's how your life flashed for your eyes previously on carmen yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah, I like that would be like it'd be interesting to say like how how does it flash do you just see the key points do you see all the boring shit where you're just like you know, now, like where it's just going to be, is, is, does this part get skipped over because there was too much of That's this- what I wonder. And the longer yeah. you live, like, <laughs> like, what do you get? Like, I don't, I don't need to see a bunch of stuff when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want like, I want like the highlights of like the last 10 years, you know, most of all. Or is it just like three main parts, like how the Christmas story, it's like past, present, future. Like, do you just get three main chunks? You know what I mean? Like, remember then and this one. And oh then- yeah. Like just high points. You just get yeah, if you just get, if you just get the cliff notes. Does it the part that resonates the most with you emotionally? Like, how does it work? And unfortunately, I have to. Or it's like you're going to hell, so this is here's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is it explained at least, or do you just end up in hell? Like, is there, yeah. you know what I mean? Do you get a why? I think you deserve a why. You know, that's my. That was my the thing about like you know like when you learn religion as a kid, you're like what? Like that mm-hmm. was the thing that I thought was the weirdest that you get, you went to heaven. And you got to the gate, and then they decide whether they'll let you in or not, which is like that's weird. Pretty mean. So if you're going to hell, you have to see heaven first, though, at least the outside, like the door. Yeah, that's so bittersweet. <laughs> it's like going to a club. Like, hey man, exactly. can I get in? No, nah, you need to go, you need to go someplace else, you piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. <laughs> can I just go to the place? And then you go, well, here's why. <laughs> and then somebody Absolutely. fucking tells you. <laughs> And I remember saying something about some uh, one of my parents, and they were like, "Well, you know, gay people don't go to heaven." And I was just like, "Why are you telling me that?" Because well, I hadn't come out yet. I was like, <laughs> "I was like five, and I'm like, you don't." I was like, "God, damn, going up my spot, mom." <laughs> You're like, "I'm not there yet, bitch. Chill. Know, right? <laughs> Give me a minute." <laughs> yeah. This is hell right now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me live my hell personally right now. If there's any way, my mom's funny though because she grew up in Chile and like they had all the um they didn't have any pandemics. They had uh, like the disappearing where the the communists took over and killed all the rich people. And she oh was wow! Like, oh, do you think we went out every night when that was going on? No, we stayed home. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, mom. All right. <laughs> She's like, I've been through this. And I'm like, what? Really a pandemic? The Spanish flu, mother, and she's like, but in Chile, in Chile, they just, you know, you, the 
they would kill you in the night, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right. right. (laughs) We just called it the flu. You know what I mean? The Chilean flu. (laughs) She's so funny. She's always like, it was a real communism bug that was going around, you know? Oh, that redistribution of wealth. (laughs) How did that work out for them? Cause everybody here talks about killing all the rich and did it Um, work out? Well, it would have, it might've worked out had the U S government uninterfered and then well, Pinochet, because that's what happened. It was like there was a there was a communist takeover, a communist regime. How legitimate that regime was, and whether they were able to do anything, who knows? But yeah. then the U.S. government, not wanting a communist state in South America, basically installed Pinochet, who then was a fascist dictator um, until the mid '80s. And my parents were like forced out of the country, and then came back in the mid '80s. And they weren't really rich; they were landowners. They they were they were they owned like farms and orchards. Yeah. And uh, they got like. What kind of orchards? What kind of fruit y'all got? Like avocados and apricots nice. and all, like a bunch of, yeah, like uh, uh, my, my grandfather would make uh, like basically 151 out of apricots. So oh, make, hell yeah, dude. Like a, liquor, like a liquor that would burn your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> um, By the way, sort of like rednecks. They were like, they had a big range. Like you can't tweeze your motherfucking eyebrows. Why are they acting like that? Is um is everybody rich enough that they paid a small Asian woman to rip the hair out of their? That's foot? what I'm starting to realize too. Is that there's a lot of people who like you know, without their monthly haircuts, are going to descend back into the apes from which they evolved. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like if I don't get my eyebrows done, I'm no longer a human or whatever. You know what I mean? Like. I also, you know what? I low key wonder what it is. I wonder if, if whoever they're quarantined with is like, I'm not fucking you with that hair, but it's really got nothing to do with that hair. It's got to do with your shitty personality and they haven't had to spend this much time with you uh, ever. So now that they have to, they're reconsidering their choice in a mate. That's gotta gotta be happening. Cause if somebody don't want to fuck you because of a haircut, honey, they don't really want to fuck you. I hate to be the one to tell you, but it's, that's the case. That has to be. I mean, so pain and I have been together for 20 years and for the last like 10, he worked from home and I worked, I had it before I quit my day job. I had a corporate job. You guys are professional. Home. So we've done this like, but even this is trying us. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, the other day we had a food truck come and it, it was barbecue and, and Pam was like, okay, well the food truck's there. It'll be six. It'll be like social distancing. It's in our neighborhood. We can go, we can get some food, whatever. And then he saw that the, the price point was, two meats and two veg for $25. And then on a matter of principle, neither one of us could get barbecue because you can't charge $25 for barbecue. And like, I could have just murdered him on the spot. Not that I wanted barbecue so bad, but that he had dangled this possibility of me not having to cook fucking <laughs> one more fucking night. <laughs> And then he went to like our favorite barbecue restaurant and looked up how much it would have cost to order whatever. And like with delivery and tip, it would have been less than going to the food truck. And I was like, all right, well, let's do that. He's like, Oh, we're not doing that either. Nobody's eating barbecue tonight. I'm just like, okay, I will murder you. You don't put some barbecue sauce on something. I'm going to. And it is strange. I really feel like that. Like if this was a conspiracy, which I don't believe it is, I don't believe that, that humankind's smart enough to pull off these big conspiracies. I just don't believe it. But that's one if, thing that I always think about. It is, a lot of these. It's to disappear the middle class. And I think that that's what Republicans want. I think that's what people like Trump ultimately want mm-hmm. is that they want a huge disparity between the really, really rich and the really, really poor. And that everybody sits on one end of the spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like they want less rich people and they want less well off. They don't want to, they don't want a, a thriving, intelligent, uh, middle class. They don't want to help you. No, because those are going to be the people that are going to criticize them and have more influence. Like exactly. the middle class is going to have the most influence out of, out of any kind of people because they are affecting the economy uh, the most because the rich people aren't spending their money as Absolutely. much as you want to talk about trickle down economics. Like they're not, it's, it's the middle class. It's the people that got yeah. a little bit of expendable income that are like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna buy these shoes. I get you. Yeah. The algorithm has figured out what I'm into and they are winning. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a realization we had since we've been, so it's like, this is like 50 or 60 days, something like, Yeah. And, and I've been doing most of the cooking and I've cooked more in the last however many days than I probably have in my entire life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and that's not that I don't know how to cook or don't like cooking. It's just, uh, it's just busy. way more, especially yeah. as comics. Like you're never home to cook mm-hmm. dinner, you know? Yeah. Um, and all 
all we want to eat is fried chicken. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it's like, that's the thing. And it's like, and I never realized it to the degree that we eat that kind of, you know, it's like, it's not just fast food. It is fried chicken, literally. Fried Specifically. Chicken. Oh yeah. Me too. Fried chicken. That's why it's like, that's like, it's, it's like how, how consistent is my, like, if I have a treat, if I want a treat, if I have a treat, like if I've been eating my veggies all week, like a good girl and you get yeah. a treat, it always fucking ends up being something like that. You know, it's always fucking fried chicken in some way, shape or form where it's like, I think that's just probably the best thing that exists. I think that's. Well, we finally bought an air fryer. I was so sick of seeing everybody. I only air fried this. I air fried these. Yeah. Air fried plantain chips. So I finally, <laughs> we got one. Um, and it lifts up to the hype. Like I was waiting to fucking hate it. You know what I mean? Really? Like, cause it, like I bought I've one and burned. refused to use it. Or I got, oh, I got I've one as a burned, gift and I refused to use it. What? Yeah. But I've been burned by these, like, you know, I bought a Ronco rotisserie chicken cooker in the nineties <laughs> that just spit hot grease all over my kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I've literally yeah, yeah. been burned by these kitchen appliances. So <clears> I was like a holdout and I don't believe, cause like some of them, some of the air fryers are like, well, we fry. And then the other one, it's like, well, we air crisp. I'm like, okay, well, one of those is a thing. And the yeah. other one is some fucking market. Like, air crisp, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? It's like some market. Yeah. And it does work, except it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it'll make it, it'll make the chicken crispy. But if you don't eat it immediately, it tastes like fucking shit. Yeah. It's like, so it's like, it does work with caveats. It's like, a, it's like, it's like the Diet Coke of chicken. So it's like, okay, this will sort of do in the, um, but if you're in a pinch, weird, like, yeah. You'll yeah. give a, it'll give you a little crunch if you're on the keto diet. <laughs> but I've been cooking like vegetables in it and it fucking kills the it, like does a good job cooking vegetables. Like so like I made a spaghetti squash that we ate with like pasta, like with a pasta sauce. Mm -hmm. And almost always when I make spaghetti squashes, they completely dissolve like by the time you put the sauce on them. And it was the only time that I've ever made one where it actually they it works like noodles and so, like, there's been a few things where I've made where I've been like, oh, holy shit, I didn't think that that would be good. But I don't like to cook <laughs> in an oven. I cook, like, stovetop, toaster oven, Instapot, and now air fryer. Nice. I don't ever turn the big stove on. I never fuck with it. Oh, see, that's all me. That's all I got. Okay. I'm, fuck, I'm always in the oven. I'm always roasting a thing. I'm always, yeah. like, I love roasted. Roasted veg is probably the only reason why I still am eating vegetables is because I can. Oh, you can totally do that in an air fryer. Mm -hmm. You need to check. You need to, you need to, I want to report back. I want you to test your air fryer. Because, like, all those types of things, like roasted vegetables, French fry, anything that you want to make, like, crunchy or crispy, it, it's, it does work. I think, like, I think when they say, oh, we can make fried chicken, that's. Let's not lie to people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, did I, I, I did roast a whole six pound chicken in it. Um, and it was probably the best chicken I've ever made. And Ooh. like, that's, that's one of those things. It's like, you cook that up. Like I've cooked, I've probably cooked a hundred chickens in my life and that was probably the best one. But nice. who knows? in a week, I'll be like, fucking this fucking thing out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Can I do an, I had a couple of things I hate. Can I do some more? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what else, tell me what else you don't like. Um, I hate, how straight men can't explain anything without using sports references. Like, don't explain something I don't understand with something else I don't know anything about. Like, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's funny. I don't, it's, like, I don't, it's even when it's not like sports guys, it'll still be something like pro wrestling or, yeah. you know what I mean, where it's still sports adjacent. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, straight men are always like, oh, huddle up. I'm like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Give me a uh, give me an example where that's happened. Um, where somebody was explaining something, where you didn't. Okay, even well, we're in that we're in that roast. Yeah, and they're like, okay, well, once you're done with your four shows, then it's just bracket style, uh, you know, like final four. And mm -hmm. I'm like, bitch, I don't know any of those words. Yeah, bracket style <laughs> is that like a dance? Is that like a, a way that like is that like lemon pepper wet? What is that? <laughs> and final four, I thought was like. Like when you get to that level in RuPaul's Drag Race where they have the last four queens, you know, yeah. and then they're like, no, that's basketball. And I'm like, okay, well, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? And then they <laughs> act like I'm dumb because I don't pay attention to basketball. Right. I have other things to do in March. <laughs> my March is not mad at all. There is right. no and madness in my March. <laughs> the only time I know or will speak in sports references if I'm at a homophobic person's Super Bowl party. And then I say things like, I'd sure like to ice that kicker. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you only use sports, sports references to troll homophobes. <laughs> Absolutely. Boy, I, oh, he's a tight end. I'll say, or whatever. <laughs> I'd sure like to rush his end zone. <laughs> First of all, why are you at a homophobic guy's Super Bowl party, Ian? So, you got to go somewhere for the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, and I'm not hosting. A lot of times, it's a friend of a friend because you're not a sports person, so you just end up some at some guy's house. House, <laughs> a bunch of crosses in their yard on fire. And you're like, okay, well, I guess they're grilling out. <laughs> I only like them when they're on the TV. That's the only time. Uh-oh. I only like them when they're playing. Don't kneel. Don't do then nothing doing else. Something. What hey. else? What else don't you like? Women who wear shoes that are too small for their feet and then the front of their feet like hang off like little spider monkey toes or whatever. Is that happening? Like that? (laughs) Oh, all the time. All the time. I hate it. I never got that. It's like, what are you? (laughs) Your feet look like banana muffins that pop out. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Like your feet either fit in the shoe or they do. That's the problem with women's shoes though. It's like with a strappy sandal, you mm-hmm. can just lash your big old fucking ham hog to that <laughs> tiny petite little shoe. And you can be like, Oh, it fits. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, it looks like you've battened down the hatches on some kind of big old. Expedition. It looks like you're moving cross country and all yeah. of your stuff is wrapped in a tarp with a rope around it. <laughs> yeah. It's like your feet are playing Oregon trail and losing. yeah you're definitely not gonna make it across with that wagon (laughs) there is dysentery in your future baby (laughs) that's always been like i've uh my podcast listeners know but i've dated too many dudes that liked feet in order for me to allow myself uh, to ever be that person but i'm always like just because now it's like it's something that i have to take note of just because i know it's like so scrutinized that I always, uh, first of all, I usually oh, I hide my feet just in case, you know, just in case I want to go out. You know, I traveled. I won't. I will not say who the comic is, but I okay. tra- when I first started, I traveled with this comic a couple times, and he's straight, and he like loved feet. So mm-hmm. like, if a woman had nasty feet, he would like, he would upset. It, it was the same. So like the same energy for sexy feet as nasty feet. Like he could not stop talking. (laughs) Either way, he felt something. Yeah. Notice and point it out. I'd be like, stop. Oh, oh." I can't, you're putting me off my nachos, you know, or whatever. Um, And and we were, I forget where we, we were at a grocery store and he saw some woman in some sandals and her fucking, she had one of those. So all her toes were regular, but then she had that one toe that was kind of hammer toe. Yeah. The hammer. And it was like, Mm -hmm. and it was like, like kind of it was like kind of gripping on like, oh. like, like hold on baby and so it was, saw it was that, a cliffhanger uh, she had a cliffhanger yeah, that was holding absolutely. on to your life for the rest of them absolutely it was very postcards from the edge like just like okay is the scene over but um so he points her out and he's like oh my god her feet are so busted look and i'm just like okay okay and then he's like all right i'm gonna follow her go get where you're gonna get and I was like, why are you going to follow her? Her feet are ugly. He goes, yeah, but she's not wearing a bra and she's about to walk into the, um, the freezer section. I want to see her nipples get hard. Oh my God. <laughs> so I went with him because I was like, I didn't know that was a thing that straight guys did. Like, I've never, I've never seen a, a guy so hot that I went, oh, oh, and he has a thin shirt on. Oh, and he's going to the freezer section. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a level of like, I perm, forget because like because yeah. gay men are gay men are not like we're not immune by any means but like I forget like I just mm-hmm. I'll look somebody up and down and go okay that's cute or whatever but I'm not like okay, I gotta see I gotta see your nipples get hard you know what I mean yeah like, <laughs> that's, that's where we were and, and 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 what's sad is is that like it happened like more than once so like we went like we went somewhere we went to like Savannah and then to to like Jacksonville and like we were at another grocery store. And there was another condition, like there was another nipple condition, whatever red or whatever. And that's what this guy does. That's his life. Is that he? <laughs> it's goes, so funny. He's looking for toes and fro- and freezer nips. <laughs> freezer nips. I'm like, it's your wife. So funny his to wife me what do had to, bring to give themselves him joy. <laughs> yeah, but his wife had to give him nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing. Like nothing. He was married. Yeah, he was married too. He never. I, when we were together, he never like hooked up with anybody or even really even flirted. 
He was much more of a like, do you see that chick from across the room? Oh yeah, her nipples are hard. You know what I mean? Like he was that guy. That's a cla- that's a classic of- married guy thing. Like how plenty of married dudes, I'm certain, like follow like don't follow people on Instagram, but they still go by just to see what's going on. They don't like anything. <laughs> right? They just go in and window shop and then go back home. <laughs> Fucking Instagram, man. Like, when did people forget how to work out with their shirts on? That's what I want to fucking know. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's all Instagram. Like, just as a gay guy, like, I'm looking at, like, uh, fucking, uh, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, comedy shit, whatever. Yeah. But it's constantly in my algorithm is, like, like shirtless guys. Shirtless guy doing nothing, I'm fine with. That's part of my culture. Mm-hmm. But, like, shirtless guy instructing me on how to do lat lifts. Look, it's not that I don't know how to do them. It's just I don't want to do them. Like, your shirt doesn't – like, I'm not learning anymore because your shirt's off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to start a whole channel where it's just me shirtless eating vegetables, being like, yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm certain that would uh, you could there would be a follow- – there's a following for that. Right? I'm going to start – it's like guys eating vegetables. Like, oh man, I gotta get my. I'm sponsored by broccoli. I'm a, bro- I'm, a I'm an influencer. The broccoli the green giant, the green giant sponsored, yeah. mm-hmm. or Del Monte. Uh, Del Monte's guys, make sure to and veggies. Yeah, make sure to tune in tomorrow and be snappy. <laughs> yeah, it's also um, the other thing that's like super annoying to me on Instagram is all the the self love stuff. Like, I think you should take care of yourself, but there is this weird, it's almost like a scam where it's like, uh, Oh, if it's like everything they, somebody wants to do for themselves is always under the guise of self care. Like, it's like, bitch, just buy the shoes. Like you're going <laughs> to, like you don't have to act like you're taking care of yourself because you need some retail therapy. Okay. It's not really therapy. It's consumerism. You're very much involved in it. So just buy the shit. You don't gotta just, it's like all of these like navigating. It's like how much, how much of an alcoholic are you that you got to tell me the re like I'm taking care of myself because I've had a hard day. So I'm going to have a cocktail. Bitch, just drink. Like you don't need to fucking do all these gymnastics. Enable yourself in your own head. You don't got to tell me all about it because then it just painfully obvious that you got a problem. <laughs> well, and also like as cute as all the self care shit is, we already know you only give a shit about yourself. What well, we're, you know, you can tell. you're the one who's out. You're the one who's outside fucking walking around throwing frisbees and shit, <laughs> giving COVID to fucking everybody. Yeah, self care my ass. Kill us all, you fucking. <laughs> Just an apex of spreading diseases. <laughs> yes, it is all about you. <laughs> it's like self-care. Yeah, you only fucking care about yourself. Like, yeah, <laughs> That's I mean, the like, problem. <laughs> duh. <laughs> I like the when we were kids, it was like Calgon take me away or whatever. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. it was always like, and my mom was, you know, bourbon take me away. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> she, yeah, she was a grown woman. She wasn't being she wasn't, yeah, by some but she wasn't pretending like bath. it was self-care. It was like <laughs> I don't I want to be unconscious for a while, you know, <laughs> and dream about not having children. <laughs> My mom was really big on like showing us pictures of her when she was young and happy before she had us. <laughs> <laughs> look at look what I could have been. Look at this. Right? Happy. She was like each one of you took some life force out of me, some essential <laughs> juices that I needed to be happy. I wish she, she was honest with you guys. I appreciate the honesty yeah. of a mother. Well, look, I mean, I, I honestly, it's funny because, like, my mom hates me being a comedian more than any, like, everybody she hates because she thinks, oh, all you're going to do is talk about what a drunk I was. And I was like, not till you're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm respectful, but the minute you're dead, I'm like, oh. you ain't going to know unless ghosts are real, bitch. Yeah. You ain't going to know. <laughs> But um, but I'm only a comedian because of her because she was always the one saying something under her breath. Mm-hmm. Like so, when my father would be doing something stupid, she'd be in the corner being like, "Idiot." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like that's what I think is funny is that comment, the satire, the whatever. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's like my sense of humor is 100 percent a result of her the way she is. Yeah. Um, and I think she's only getting it now. Like she, like finally relented. I made her listen to my album, and she hated like I would say about 80 percent of it. But the 20% of it was about my dad, and she was like, he nailed it. You know? (laughs) That's sort of like when I would tell stories about being bullied in school, Mm -hmm. that I would always get like a super hard awe reaction. And I'd always be like, I fucking, I lived. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a, 
like it's it, you know spoiler alert it, it was it's fine but yeah um but it was because of how i was being so i would tell those jokes with some kind of like like almost like severe not severity i don't know what the word is but there'd be i was still emotionally invested in uh creating that story in a way that made people understand that it was hard for me yeah and the minute i gave that part of it up and we could just tell it as a joke what, yeah, which is what I think joke writing, especially storytelling joke writing is, is taking out everything that isn't funny, even if it matters. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's what I, and it's like, that's sort of a hard lesson to learn because it's like, oh, I thought I already did that. No, I didn't do that because I was telling that story conversationally. And when yeah. I tell that story conversationally, I leave these other pieces in. Because, because you're trying to, to generate more than yeah. kind of emotion. Whereas yeah, in a exactly. bit, you just, yeah, I yeah. just want the laughs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's it's the like difference between you, like good comedy and like therapy comedy where it's like, okay, absolutely. You, to, you told me all of the emotive stuff. Now get rid of the emotive stuff that doesn't make me feel good. Cause that's the whole point of this. Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> you have to control it. You know, like yeah. you don't feel anything until I like, I, you, I don't want you to feel anything until the appropriate time in the joke. The mm-hmm. rest of the time I want you as a passive listener, just letting me paint the picture. Totally just, yeah, yeah. Um, I go really hard on audiences that awe. Like I go real hard on them. I go, look, man, I go, comedians been molested enough statistically. Like most of us have already been touched inappropriately. And when you awe, it's like you're doing it to us again. So we already navigated all of this stuff in order to be able to get to this point to make these yeah. fucking jokes. So don't awe. You laugh or you don't laugh. I'd prefer you boo me than you fucking awe at my comedy show. So don't, like, I fucking go really hard and break it down where it's like, that's how disgusting it feels when you guys make that fucking sound. Just so yeah. you know. So how do they, res- how can, can you then go on and do the bit without them awing or, or are they like now like- Usually. Kinda- yeah, that's because if they if they like awe again, re- if they awe again, then I'm like I'm like, why are you doing this? Why are yeah. you touching me inappropriately? <laughs> why are you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was always in the mindset that when they awed, it was because there was something in the joke that I did I needed to get rid of. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I looked at it differently, but mm-hmm. I would but I would also not do that because you, that's like if that's what you're doing, that's sort of your how you handle X. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like crowd work, sure. Um, have you ever been in the position where you that they're so awe that you're just like, okay, I'm not going to tell this joke. I'm going to pivot out, or or do you, you know what I mean? I'm uh, I double down. I mean, um, just because I'm not going to let them, because uh, at that point they're trying to emotionally manipulate me uh, on the outcome or, or or curate what I'm doing, and I'm not going to let. It, I'm just too rebellious. When they awe, when they awe, in my opinion. It is they are they they are exerting that they are better than you and that they had a better childhood or whatever it is that you're talking about. When yeah, you say thanks for bragging. Go, you're auditorily oh. bragging. Yeah, yeah. that do, that I sound that, that sound is a is childhood privilege is what that sound is, and <laughs> you're not acknowledging yours. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking good childhood having ass bitch. Why don't you fucking check your <laughs> check your awe privilege? All right, because not all of us did. All right. right. Yeah. Cause then it is, it's like an awe is like, it's not just like, Oh, that sucks. It's like, Oh, they had to, they had to, Oh, they had to experience that. Oh my God. I have, yeah. I couldn't even imagine. That's the other thing. Uh, yeah. I didn't even imagine. I know that's my, well, you don't have to. Yeah, I know. You don't have to imagine. I'm about to fucking tell you. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that's it. <interesting>. Um, <laughs> though I would take an audience full of awers right now over nothing. That's true. That's true. Well, because I'm also confident in my ability to make them better with me yelling right. at them. <laughs> That's so funny. That's definitely right. true. And it's it's one of those things that too, it's like you like not every comic's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. This, you know what I mean? That they're gonna go on stage. Like some comics, like the whole thing to them is just to get the audience to not necessarily awe, but to awe or ooh or oh or whatever. Yeah. And not laugh. Like laughter is like a secondary thing that's going on. Like they want to shock them or. Uh, yeah. There's like different archetypes or, of it. Like there's the clapter people that just want you to agree with them. There's the shock people that just want you to be like, Oh my God. Like I would have, why are you saying that? Then there's the people that are like, um, I want, just want to make you feel uncomfortable. Like there's, a, there's a lot of these little tiny, like subsects, subsects of comics that like their motivation isn't, 
genuinely to make people laugh. It's to evoke other things. And then there's also people who are really good at making people laugh and they get bored with that. So then they want to do something else, which I'm also uh, about. But as long as you always have the funny part in there, you know, that's where I, where I see, like, at least in Atlanta, like when comics get good, the first thing they do is go to crowd work. So like once they're like, they know how to do jokes, mm-hmm. they can ad lib on the fly. They can do all this. They're, they're comfortable on stage. Then they become incredibly heavy crowd work comics. Yeah. And it's like, which also is in its own way. I love crowd work, but it's like on a showcase, I hate it. So like yeah. you've got 10 comics on a show and every one of them does crowd work. The audience is, they're not gonna well by the end of it then they they think that's what the whole show is and then it's harder for them to get to listen to material like i don't mind people that go in and out of it or you use it to set up but it it is like i used to be one of those people like oh you should be able to follow anything but if you're on a show that's full of everybody doing the same thing and then you're gonna do something different like it's gonna take work for you to get them to be okay with that and that's like okay now i get why all of those years there would be headliners that were like, please just don't do fucking crowd work the whole time, you know? Yeah, well, but when, well, the way I learned it was like, if you were on a show with a headliner and you knew the headliner to do crowd work, that you just didn't do any crowd work. You left it for them. Yeah. And which is, which I feel like is most of the time respected in Atlanta. I think what happens in Atlanta is that we do a lot of showcase shows where everybody's doing their own little eight minutes. Yeah. And nobody really thinks about what three comics in a row crowd working sort of feels like to the crowd and most of the time i think it's fine no i get it they do comedy as a form of self-care i understand yeah it's just really how they take care of themselves and they don't think about anybody fucking else yeah no i get it but the good comics who think about the show in a whole and not just their fucking set that's what i'm talking about (laughs) oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) i just spent a lot of time booking showcases so it's like i think about it in terms of a booker a lot too sure uh Especially crowd work. Crowd work is the biggest thing. Crowd work or where somebody wants to come and do a character. And it's like, I know the comic to be funny, but I don't know the character to be funny. You know? Yes. Like, I'm real. I get to be, I get to be a, like a stickler. I'm like, I, I, you, whatever, you know, first name, last name, none mm-hmm. of your, don't bring, you know, grandpa Timmy or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you think you're going to do. But people don't listen sometimes. No, I get I it. Had somebody show up. I have like a, I do like a, a show in a cidery. It's like a big empty, like a big warehouse space. Yeah, yeah. And it seats like 130 or something. And they brought like a pad to draw. And I was like, only the first like 20 people are going to be able to see you. You know what I mean? And they listened. They didn't do it. But it was like one of those things where it was like, why? how could they look at that room and think everyone's going to be able to see what they were, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. they had like a, like it wasn't a tiny pad, but it was still not big enough where the very back row is going to be yeah the reason dimitri martin's special worked is because you could see the fucking paper (laughs) the people in the back of the cidery where it's already echoing they're not going to be able to understand you much as it is because of the sound they're not going to they're going to be squinting just uh, what i don't get it and it's so yeah it's just taking any kind of consideration at all into the context of which you're performing All right. All right. We got to wrap this up. I got to do the gripe of the week. Uh, This is where people come submit shit that they don't like. And then uh, we make fun of them or pick a favorite um, and see where everybody's at. Let's see what we got going on here. Seth D's gripe of the week is people wearing a mask in public, but then lowering it when they talk. Yeah. That, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. My favorite is when they they have it under underneath their nose where the whole point is to cover these three holes in your face that's the whole point of it so if you're only covering one of the three that's 33 percent of the holes that are being covered which is a failing grade you're failing you're failing and you still look ridiculous too so you might as well just not wear the fucking mask if that's the case we went to the you look stupid and you're being ineffective we went to the grocery store today and i had like a mat like i have a roll-up mask that goes up to about here yeah and i was walking between these two ladies who both had their masks down and were like going, Hey, where are the Moscato at? Like, and whatever. And I'm just like, okay. And then the lady was like, tap me on the shoulder. One of them tapped me on. I don't work there. I look like, I I have this gray mask up to here. (laughs) That's how you know white bitches are fearless, dude. That's how you know. They don't give a fuck, man. And she, she was like, Hey, do you know where the Moscato is? And I'm like, did you just touch me in a pandemic? Yeah. 
I don't have nothing. I was like, that's what they all say. And I just, yeah. <laughs> bitch, touch me. And she was like, oh, I, saw, I thought you worked here. I'm like, I'm in sweatpants, man. Yeah, oh, what are Jeez. you talking about? Jesus, it not look like I work here. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> tap, tap, tap. In a pandemic, bitch. Rude ass Pandemic. Bitch. Yeah, it's very it's very funny that where people are like, I'm wearing it, and then they fucking put the shit. It's just so stupid. Um, here we go. Um, Joseph John's gripe of the week is I'm sick of saving my money. I want to go back to blowing it on all drugs and alcohol like a goddamn adult. You know, you know what? I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> I'd like to be- go back to. Oh, being you can waste money in, in a multitude of ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I got a I got an edibles dealer who delivers. I got a pot dealer who delivers. Oh, that's sure nice. Get some cocaine delivered to. I know the edibles dealer. Uh, she's like she she's like a like legit like kind of like pastry chef and Ooh. cook. And like it's a so every week she delivers this bag of like the most amazing desserts you've ever seen. So you're getting like gourmet edibles. Yeah, better than I've ever had before. And like I just she I happen to know her through comedy. Mm-hmm. She's one of those folks that she's happening through comedy, but you would never think this is the person who's fucking moving, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I love an unsuspecting drug dealer. Big fan. Big yeah, fan. fan. Um, so who was your favorite? Who was your, was it the mask? Uh, was it the I'm sick of saving my money? Um, was it I'm the, sick of saving my money? I think yeah. I, <laughs> the mask one's like too ripped from the headlines, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's mm-hmm. a, yeah, yeah. But that's a good gripe. I like it. But yeah, saving with say like the fact that saving money is starting to bother you is very funny. It also speaks volumes to where you're at as a person where it's just like, I don't well, there is okay, this will be the last thing I I I tirade about. There is like a weird relationship that we have with money, uh like living in a capitalist where where it's like it's almost like a guilt that we have for a, attaining it and requiring like like saving it. Like there is I was reading a book about uh money and they were talking about like the relationship that we have with money is fucked up in that like you can't like there's like all this guilt attached to from like having it so like if i don't if i'm like so if i'm any money that i make over my nut if i save it like i'm like well what do i uh what would i do with it do i give it to somebody am i supposed to give it away what am i supposed to do like you know uh, and I, I don't know if you have, what's your relationship with money? Do you ever like fuck with, does that ever fuck with you? Well, I think that like, um, you're the only thing worse than not having enough money is having too much is, is the lesson that I've learned over time is that I'm not smart with money. I'm much smarter with money, the less I have. And, um, it doesn't hurt that I married somebody who's good with, he like pains better with money than I am. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten better with money. Money's about patience really. So it's like, you're if you like I spent a lot of time working at a company I didn't enjoy to have a 401k mm-hmm. and that 401k is something that we've had to dip into during this time frame but I don't but and the process around that they build so much guilt uh, and make you feel like such a failure for having to break open the 401k yeah and I'm sure that there's somebody who's going to watch this who's probably gonna have a comment you shouldn't have done this you should have done blah, blah, blah. and yeah. I and and it, that was the last time I had to go through that where I was confronted with like I'm, I'm a failure in my family's eyes because I've quit my professional career to to chase this. Sure. But then there's the added failure of, well, at least he had his 401k. Well, I broke that open, but I rolled most of it into like IRAs or whatever. You know what I mean? But yeah. the thing about money is, is that it's either for you now or, or for to you help later. people are here. Yeah. Either to help you or people now, or it's to help you later. Yeah. And there's no other money in my opinion worth a damn. So like uh, having an expensive car, it doesn't matter. Having a house over your head matters. Um, having money to pay your rent. But if you also then have extra money to help people like donate, like every time I see somebody raising money for their birthday or asking for this or that, I've always got 10, 15, 20 bucks for somebody. You know what I right. mean? Um, and yeah, I just, I, I think that we're raised with this idea that we'll never have enough money and what we really are raised to never have enough of is wants and desires. And they, they try to make us into super consumers. You know what I mean? So of it's course. Like my wants and desires are to perform on stage and to bigger audiences and have a bigger reach and to ultimately maybe write and sell a show. And there'll be money attached to all of that, but money's not my goal. 
You know what I'm right. saying? But yes. money will come as a result of success. And I think that that's like the thing that I don't know where you learned that. I learned it from pain. And his, uh, his, uh, his relationship to money has become my relationship to money, which is that money, money is a symptom of living a successful, purpose-driven life. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that's also a healthier relationship to have with it because, um, without that, then there's that whole slave mentality that comes with it where it's just like, you just start doing anything you can possibly because it's like, whatever, whatever I need to do to get money. And it's just like, you don't have, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be like that. Like there is like a mentality where you can have, uh, where you're like, no bitch money, you're going to come to me because I'm doing what I want. And that's worth money. On the other end of that, I have been wanting to spend $250 $250 on Etsy to buy a lifelike puppet of myself. Like, <laughs> and, and, and so like when I got that grant, I went, Payne, I got $500. I can buy the puppet. He's like, that's not, <laughs> those two things don't. And then I was like, I got the PUE money. I got that extra. And he's like, you're not buying the fucking puppet. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll never have that fucking puppy. Like I could be a millionaire and that'd be like a wasteful, you know what I'm saying? But I have spent like probably 30 or 40 bucks in the last month. Uh, we haven't made any masks. So I bought a bunch of different masks because I don't know what kind work. The, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I'll spend, uh, when it's time to spend money and I need to spend money, I'll spend it. But like the rest of the time I'm like, I'll spend five years going and looking at that, uh, that puppet on Etsy. And never buy it and just yeah. be like, oh, the sketches. Well, that's great. the thing is like with, with, with everybody, like with all of the online stuff, like, the, like I have do all of my online carts are full. I'm just not checking out. You know what I mean? I'm just not checking oh, yeah. out. I'll go through, oh, is it 263 pages? Yes. I'm going to go through all of them. I'm going to spend four hours curating what I want from the store and then not purchase it. Like that's, oh, yeah, absolutely. that's my like, scrolling the, through. I get emails sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I get emails sometimes. It's like, do you remember these three things in your cart? Like, bitch, oh, I yeah. know what's in my cart. Bitch, don't I know what's there. I, I put know. it in there. <laughs> There's a reason to have it come uh, back by. <laughs> I've even had the Etsy store guy. I guess they can see that you look. And he's like, I've noticed you've been coming every day to look at the puppets. Do you have any questions? And I was like, <laughs> do, you, do you ever sell them for like 50 bucks? Because <laughs> my husband will let me spend $250 on a puppet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so funny because I do want to, I want one of those like really good felt ones that have like the yeah. nice beauty and the big fucking eyes. But it looks like you, you know what I mean? Like that you can have then a conversation like that's your id and you can be like, but little Ian and he'd be like, no, eat your vegetables. <laughs> I want it so bad. <laughs> Tell everybody where to find you. Tell everybody your stuff. Plug your stuff, please. <sighs> okay. Well, I, I also have a podcast. It's not nearly as fun as this one. I <laughs> Um, I have a podcast called straight people. It's S T R the number eight PPL. Um, and it's on everything and it is half hour interviews. Uh, not always with straight people, but a lot of straight people. And then I'm always like, are you straight? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, gross. And then, the rest <laughs> of the uh, and, um, you can find me at America's gay Christian sweetheart.com. Uh, <laughs> Um, and I'm just, I'm at a bear comedian on Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, and then I have a website comedyian.com. but I'm just around, uh, and I'm on this, uh, that will never mind. that roast will be done and gone by the time this comes out. Probably, right? Um, maybe not, but maybe, well, I mean, that press probably not. Yeah. We, I'm just going to say we want the roast. I'm gonna <laughs> Hilarious. We're not even a city that has a helium club in it, and we won the roast. Oh, how strange about? is that? Wow. Yeah, That's right? how you know it wasn't rigged. <laughs> we got beat the house down by Philadelphia, though, and they have a big club there. And I'm like thinking, okay. Because um, mm-hmm. it was one guy versus us. Like one of the guys dropped out uh, because they had spent the whole time talking about how ugly he was the day before. Um, they, <laughs> like Joe List and Mark Norman are like, they're pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Thing. But, but all right, sorry. Well, yeah, find me there. Um, I'm gonna be on a show on Amazon Prime called Punching Below the Bible Belt. That's supposed to be out. Well, thank you so much for coming on, dude. Oh, Absolutely. You, this is super yeah. Fun. So, Joseph John, you get gripe of the week for uh, for I'm sick of saving my money. I want to go back to blowing it all on drugs and alcohol like a goddamn adult. So, congratulations on getting um, gripe of the week, Ian. Thank you so much for coming on and bullshitting. Absolutely. With-
I wish this was in person. Thank it's you. so lovely to see your face. Uh, thank you guys oh. so much for listening. Um, make sure you guys uh, follow us at, at a bear comedian at the funny Carmen at no sir pod. You guys are wonderful. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. No sir, I don't like it. 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 What the fuck is the fucking matter? 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 What the fuck is the I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. What the fuck is the fucking matter? What are you stupid or what? I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life.